Today on High Point with Ron Zappia, a message for husbands to emulate Jesus. He sacrificed his blood, sweat, and tears for the church. What Paul's doing is he's giving us an analogy between Christ and the church and husband and wife. It's an unbelievable thing, and they are linked that what? That just as Jesus gave everything, we as men are to sacrifice our all for our wives. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church in the greater Chicagoland area. And today, Ron is joined by his wife, Jody to share another encouraging message about tightening the marriage knot. And this topic, Ron, really, it's at the center of a thriving marriage, isn't it? Yeah, Steve, this one can't be neglected. I mean, we need to choose to serve sacrificially. And Jody, and I can tell you this, that this spiritual principle completely overhauled our marriage. It continues to infuse our relationship with love and joy today. Choosing to serve your spouse sacrificially is a choice that God calls you to make so you can enjoy the fullness of marriage and the true oneness that God provides. Well, let's jump right into our message called Choosing to Serve Sacrificially from Ephesians chapter 5. Here's Pastor Ron. We're in a unique series. If you're visiting with us, we just want to say thank you so much for being with us today. Jody and I are not normally up here together, but it's an awesome opportunity as we have a three-week series we're doing. And so we want to talk with you about some of the things that we've learned over the last 29 years in marriage. Let me start with this. I know, Jode, um, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about one of the most interesting jobs that you've had. All right. Well, I've had quite a few um, in my past. I, my dad was a fruit grower, so I did a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff I, on the farm, some technical things, some budding these dwarf apple trees. I did some grafting, right. very technical. But I think the most interesting one would be um, my TV debut. Yep. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. He, acts like, he usually acts like he forgets, but I was in a commercial. <laughs> not many of you know this. Um, it all started, I, I had a college job at Cedar Point. I don't know if you're familiar with Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. If you are a roller coaster enthusiast, it's, yes, it's the roller the coaster capital of the world. Uh, so I Come on, let's there. give it up, Cedar Point. Yeah, it's good. I know. There's, somebody is happy about yeah. that match. <laughs> well, I worked there like a couple summers, right? right? But there was one special day when this crew of people came up to my friends and I and said, hey, would you girls like to be in a commercial? We're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like we're in college, we're thinking this is great. Uh, so right off the bat, we, it was kind of weird because they told us to meet everybody at the corkscrew, which is one of the roller coasters that's exactly like how it sounds. And we were supposed to meet there at 11 o'clock at night. So the park had closed at 10, so we get there, and, and it was. We got there, there was cameras, there was a crew. They had this huge camera strapped on the front of the um, train, you know, of the cart. And it was kind of like the, the old-fashioned version of the GoPro, only it was huge. <laughs> and so it's sitting on there, all strapped on there, and then um, that first car was empty, you know, and then the next one, well, they happened to put me and my friend in the, that car, you know, so the camera's right there. So we're sitting there, you, know, you get all strapped in, you got the seatbelt, then you got this thing over you. We're sitting there waiting, waiting. Next thing you know, you know, at the last minute, the professionals get there. So they had the professional actors that sat in the front part. <laughs> so it wasn't you guys. No, it wasn't. So I, I, we should have known right then. But, but at that point, we're strapped in. They were smart. So we're, we're all a bunch of us around on these cars. And um, the way the evening went is four hours of riding the corkscrew. <laughs> With all its Non-stop. thrills and excitement. <laughs> well, it was actually, no, they actually stopped. Believe it or not, the thing runs for like a minute and 40 seconds. They would stop each time, and the professionals, you know, they got out, 
they would fix up their hair, their makeup, <laughs> while the rest of us are just like, sit tight. You know, well, I, I don't really have a choice. So they would fix them up and get in. So it got so bad that by the end of it, during those little breaks when they were getting uh. all touched up, we were actually falling asleep. You know, and then all of a sudden the thing would start. And we were like, okay, here we go. But um, so... To make a long story short, we ended up, I think they gave us $30 each. So, I mean, that's a win, right? But our purpose, clearly, when the commercial came out, it was lots of special effects. So all you saw were those the professionals in the front seat. Everything else was black. So we were basically dead weight. You know, we were, we were our goal, our job was to keep the roller coaster on the tracks because they can't run it empty. So that... That was my that was my big moment. <laughs> well, maybe you felt like dead weight at a job. I think all of us have, but whatever jobs we've had, there's always expectations and there's always roles and responsibility that what that the employer has that as an employee that there's certain things that I'm supposed to do, whether it's stated or unstated. That's what we want to talk to you about today. What do I mean? Well, there's expectations and biblical roles for husbands and wives in marriage. We want to share with you a little bit about what that looks like. If you have a Bible, open it up to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're in a series. It's entitled Tightening the Knot. We're talking about the choices that we each as individuals need to make to tighten the marriage knot. If you're not married, please do not check out online at all of our campuses. Don't check out because each of the choices that we're talking about, they're really applicable to any relationship that these are the things that God's word is asking us to do. Last time we were together, we talked about the choice to grow spiritually, that we would choose to grow spiritually and choose to love unconditionally. Those are choices that each of us need to make in any relationship that we would grow in the Lord and that we would love each other the way God's word says and the way he desires. Today, this is a classic passage as that it talks a lot about responsibilities and roles. So the title of the message is Choose to Serve Sacrificially. That's what we want to talk with you about. So Jody, can you read for us um, from Ephesians chapter 5? Let's all start um, in verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word." So that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. 
Well, let's do this. I want to just kind of paint for you a picture of two foundational truths. The first one is this. Husbands are called to lead through love. Wives, on the other hand, and Jody's going to speak specifically to the ladies in the audience today, is that wives are called to honor through respect. So those are the two foundational truths that we want to build upon today. So I'm going to start with leading through love. What does it look like in the scriptures? Well, I want to give us the five S's of love. I want to talk to the men. S number one is sacrifice. Love sacrifices. That's what we are called to do. Look with me at verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Question, what did Jesus do for the church, men? He died. I hear he loved. He, he gave. He gave everything. He sacrificed his blood, sweat, and tears for the church. Now, what Paul's doing is he's giving us an analogy between Christ and the church and husband and wife. And those two unique things, unbelievable mystery, he calls it. It's an unbelievable thing, and they are linked that what? That just as Jesus gave everything, sacrificed his all, we as men are to sacrifice our all for our wives. What a high calling, and it's an interesting task. It's something that can be doubted. It's like, whoa, that is intense. Men, what needs to die in you for your marriage to thrive? I know for me in different seasons and different times that those things change, that there's always something that I can give of myself for the thriving and the health of our marriage relationship. If you know Ron, you know that he loves basketball. He basically grew up a gym rat. He probably spent more time in the gym than <laughs> right. any other right. place. Um, but it carried into our marriage. It was fine. He, he, loved, he was always in these leagues. And so what that meant is, you know, he'd be on multiple leagues at some time. So he, that out. might be a practice or two evenings and then games you know the game night might be Thursday or whatever sometimes he'd go to Cleveland and meet up with his old buddies and they'd play in some three-on-three -three tournament there and then they'd come to Chicago and um, so it, it could be at times you know a kind of a big time commitment but I just remember him coming up to me and he said Jody I'm gonna I'm gonna retire from basketball and I, I have to tell you this guy, he retired from basketball more times than Michael Jordan. Um, but this was one of them. And, you know, it meant the world to me. I probably started crying because I know how much he loves it. And, and I didn't have any problem with basketball. But he saw. He saw that it was cutting into our, our time, our relationship, his ability to, to be with the kids. Um, you know, then we got into ministry and all this stuff. And, and I remember, you know, he never really picked up golf because he was kind of like, no, I, I, I want to be at the girls' games when I can. There's a lot of times I can't be at them. When I can, I want to be there. So I just look and, and, you know, there was times over the years, well, with the basketball, well, you know, it, it came and went. It, it didn't necessarily mean forever, but not now. So sometimes, you know, if you're thinking about these things, are there things that I need to cut out? It might just be for a season, right. and then it can be something that you can, you can go back to. The goal is not to, you know, take all the joy out of, out of right. your life. The goal is to just um, be sensitive to what's going on and, and know when it's time to, to lay something and down. And just to make it clear, I'm not officially retired yet, but... <laughs> the next S word is this. Go ahead and look at verse 26, because it's right in the text. Can you see it? It says that what? That he, Jesus, would sanctify her. Again, it's talking about the Jesus and the church, but compared to him as uh, and husbands and wives. 
that having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle. So the word is sanctify. What it literally means is to set apart. It means that to set apart, it means to change. It's what we're called to do. Love sanctifies. It's this idea that I'm being called of God to be used in such an integral way to make my wife holy. listening to High Point with Ron Zappia. Today's message explains the importance of choosing to serve sacrificially in marriage. You can request a copy of this complete sermon or the entire sermon series when you call 844-HP-RADIO or head online for more resources at highpointministries.com. High Point continues in just a moment with more from Pastor Ron. Marriage, like a knot, has to be kept tight. Left to itself, it loosens over time and can completely unravel. Throughout the month of February, for a donation of any amount, we want to send you a brand new resource from Pastor Ron Zappia and his wife Jody, their new book, The Marriage Knot. This highly practical book shares the seven choices that Ron and Jody made to restore and enrich their own marriage. These are the seven choices that every couple needs to make to keep their marriage together. Ron and Jody were on the brink of divorce. It was their first year of marriage and already things were falling apart. They desperately searched for anything that would help, and then suddenly everything changed. In their new book, The Marriage Knot, Pastor Ron and Jody present seven transformative principles that saved their marriage. Full of wisdom, humor, and refreshing transparency, The Marriage Knot unpacks the seven choices that keep couples together. Give us a call at 844-HP-RADIO to receive your copy of Ron and Jody Zappia's The Marriage Knot, or request this great resource online at highpointministries.com. This is High Point with Ron Zappia. Today's message is from our series called Tightening the Knot. And every message is available for streaming online when you go to highpointministries.com. Now here's Pastor Ron. We oftentimes ask ourselves, where does it say that the man's supposed to be the spiritual leader? Well, here you see it, that we have a very clear role. Not that we have to be perfect, not that we have to be spiritual giants, but that we would be used of God to do this to present our wives in spiritual growth. And that takes a lot. And to the man who's sitting here, because I've talked to enough men where you say, well, you know, she's out ahead of me. Like, you don't know my wife. Well, you don't know mine either. She's, she's spiritually really sensitive and man, she's there. I would just say to you, just start the spiritual conversation. I mean, you don't have to take the weight of, well, we got to study this. We got to do this. Just even after the weekend services, choose to go to church together. Choose to be together and sit during the service. Choose to write down a couple things that you can talk about after. Hey, men, let me give you the key. All you got to do at breakfast or lunch after the service is just say, what did you learn today? Or what challenged you from the message? Just say that. She starts going, you got to say another thing. Because she's just going to start going, and you're just going to yeah. just go like this, you know? And just... <laughs> yes. It'll buy you a couple bites. I then. thought of that. It, no, but seriously, a lot of times, we want to do this. We want to put too much pressure on ourselves. The next word is this, S word, love serves. It's our job to serve our wives. It's our job to serve our family. And that service changes as time goes on is what we're called to do, what we're not called to do. But look at the illustration that's given in verse 28. It says, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. Think about that for a moment. So it's like we all love our own bodies. We want to take care of ourselves when we're sick. Hey, we want everybody to take care of us. When we're hungry, give me some food. I mean, but it says, who loves his wife loves himself. For he 
ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. Jody is an extension of me. Certainly not necessarily physically, but spiritually speaking. And so just as I care for myself physically, I'm to care for her spiritually. Love serves, that we would create an environment where we would be serving one another. You've probably heard of the five love languages, which is an unbelievable resource. And so think about what the love languages are for a moment. So you got acts of service, you got words of affirmation, touch, gifts, quality time. Well, I was joking with Gary Chapman, and I just said, I said, you know, the thing you didn't tell me is that, you know, like once I got one down, husbands, are you hearing me? It's like I got this one down, and then you didn't tell me they change. Hey, you know, as it's soon, a woman's prerogative to change. <laughs> and as soon as I got one down, it would be like it's something different. You know, it's like I thought it was all about what? Quality time together. And then when you've got two kids, three kids, yeah. that it's always about acts of service. Yeah. And so whatever you can do to help around the house is going to be a really big thing. That you would split the responsibilities so that we would serve one another. It's so important love serves. Jody and I, our parents, although we weren't raised in Christian homes, both of our parents came to Christ later in their lives. I mean, 60s and 70s. We were the first Christians in our family. What they did model is service. My dad um, served my mom for 49 years of marriage until the last memory I have is that him serving here by cutting up the medicine so she could swallow it as she was dying from cancer, that, that he served her for the whole. Same could be said with Jody. Jody's mom and dad uh, served each other until uh, her dad's last day. So it's something that we never get sick of. It's something that we have to continue to do is serve each other. Let me give you a verse for the next one. 1 Peter 3, 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. Now, when it says weaker vessel, it's not saying that Jody's inferior. What it's saying is like this. She's like Waterford Crystal. Let's put the picture up. Ladies, this is what you are. I've got three daughters, and you're like fine china. Are you hearing me? You're precious in the sight. It's just so delicate, so ornate, so wonderful. Men, this is you. Put it up. You're like an old plastic. You see this paper cup? It's just like this. It's like thrown away. It's get off the ground. It's all dirty. It doesn't matter. I'll drink that. It doesn't care. I mean, it's just so different. And, and, and then that's what we are. And so what we're to do is we're to treat them as fine china. We're to love them in such a way. Write this S word down, studies. Love studies. And that's what love is called to do. And, you know, Jody and I, we've joked about it. I, I met her when she was in seventh grade. I was in eighth grade. I was the new kid. And so we've ne- known each other throughout the years. We know things about each other. Do you know how your wife responds in certain situations? Do you know what turns her on and turns her off? And I'm not just talking about that. Just what? That that you know the intricacies of what she's really feeling and going through. It takes time to get to know the wife. I mean, your spouse. I mean, and, and just to getting to a level, a deeper level of friendship. We've made it over 29 years because we're best friends. And she knows me. And I know her. And it's so important. Now, men, let me give you a little hint. You know, wives are like this. You know, uh, they're like uh, Christmas lights. Do you know what I mean by that? They're like, you know, when Christmas lights, when one goes out, they all go out. 
are you hearing me? And, and so emotionally speak, isn't it? They're just like emotionally speaking. But men, we're so compartmentalized with the way we think. We can, you know, oh yeah, that, you, it, it, women aren't like that emotionally. And we have to be extremely patient to do this, to study our wives in such a way. You say, ah, how important is this? Well, put the verse back up. I'll tell you, it's extremely important because it says that if we do not do this, that your prayers will be hindered. They may be hindered. So you are putting a self-induced ceiling on your life if you don't do this, if you don't do the things that we're saying in regards to studying your wife. Let me give you the last S word, and it has all to do with what it says in verse 31. Therefore, a man shall leave and cleave. It's like leave his father and his mother. It's just like this. Hey, put that away and hold fast to his wife as the two become one. What a great picture spiritually and emotionally is that you are one. Love stays. Let's say that together, men. Love stays. Hey, you know what? There's too many times when we want to do what? We want to cut out. We want to run. We want to do something different. We want to start over. Love stays. We've been extremely candid, and I hope your, uh, the transparency in this series is helpful to you. I know there's many new people coming, but I can remember the time when I was ready to cut and run, and Jody and I were going to get a divorce, and it was real. It was there. And, and, and man, we were there, and, and too many times, men, were cutting and running. And maybe we're not doing it like divorce, but we're out of the relationship. A marriage relationship grows silent long before it grows cold. And so let's make sure that we're together, that we're committed to one another. Hey, if I would have cut and run at that time, and if I would have done this, if I would have just started over, I'd have missed the relationship that I have with Jesus right now because God brought me to himself. I'd have missed the sincerity of what, of Jody and I, the restored relationship that he brought us back together. What an unbelievable thing. I'd have missed the grace, the truth. I'd have missed the blessing of three wonderful daughters. God has so much in store for us. Man, let's stick it out. Let's, 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 let's get knocked down, but not get knocked out. Let's continue to do what? Not throw in the towel, but let's go for it together. That's what we're called to do. Think about those S words and think about which is the one that I need to grow in this week, this month. Don't let this be an exercise of futility. If we're going to tighten the marriage knot, this is how we are to lead through love. This is true leadership in your home. This is what it looks like. Now, Jody has, um, wants to talk about respect. And we're going to do that by, uh, we're going to do that by um, doing what? We got a little song, right? Yeah. So ladies, we're called to honor through respect. And so I'm going to, uh, we're going to use a little acronym for the word respect. So we're going to call on my friend Aretha Franklin to help us out in case of the spelling of that word. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is my favorite part. So is she saying sock it to me? Like, you're like is that what? Just bring it on. Bring on the respect. <laughs> so I like that. It helps to hear that, you know, it can, this does go both ways, right? Okay. We are to, to respect one another and honor one another. But here we go. Women, we are called to respect our husbands. And let me tell you, with the first letter R, it revives them, okay? Mm. So when we respect our husband, it revives them. It's like breathing life into them. Mm. And it's right there in verse 33. I love how this scripture is constantly drawing the parallel between Christ and the church. So just how Ron was talking about the husband being like Christ and what he did for the church, the wife, we're supposed to be like the church and what we do as a church for 
Christ or how we treat Christ. It's not hard to think, you know, we're at church here and I would hope that we would all agree that, you know, we respect Christ. We love him. We want to do the things that are pleasing to him as a church. That's Jody Zappia closing out our message here on High Point with Ron Zappia, where we're in a marriage series called Tightening the Knot. And you can find the entire study on our website when you go to highpointministries.com. And Ron, I know this, for every married couple, they're called to love, they're called to respect both God and their spouse. And why do you suppose that love and respect carry different weight for men and for women? Well, I think it's rooted on how God made us and what produces wholeness in our marriages. Most men are wired to respond to respect, to feel valued and appreciated through respectful words, actions, and attitudes from their wives. And on the other hand, most women are wired to respond to love, to being cherished and appreciated through loving words and actions from their husbands. So I'd ask you to do this. Test this out by showing love to your wife and respect your husband this week and see how they respond. We'll be back next time to discuss this more. That's a great challenge and sure to improve your marriage. You're listening to High Point with Ron Zappia. At High Point, we're here to help women and men, couples and singles to believe and belong to and become more like Jesus. And it's all thanks to friends like you who give generously. Your donations provide the funds that we need to produce and distribute these Bible teaching messages across the country. And today we'd love to welcome you as one of our monthly supporters when you become a High Point partner. It's easy to sign up when you call 844 2346 or go to highpointministries.com. You can set your recurring gift to $20, $50, $100 or more each month to support High Point. And when you become a High Point monthly partner and make a one-time donation of any amount, we're going to send you The Marriage Not Book by Ron and Jody Zappia. This book is the basis for the current marriage series that we're airing all this week. Ask for The Marriage Not when you call in your gift to 844-HP-RADIO or request the book when you give online at highpointministries.com. If you prefer to write, send your check to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. I'm Steve Smith. Come back tomorrow when Pastor Ron teaches us more about serving sacrificially in marriage. That's Wednesday on High Point with Ron Zappia.